You are listening to episode two of the Money Owners Podcast with me, Morgan Rochard. Money Owners is a group financial coaching program that takes all the information in this podcast to the next level, providing you with live help for all your financial needs. The Money Owners Podcast is designed to help you sort out who you are financially, the issues you are having with money, and how to tackle them to be the best financial version of you. And obviously, we can't do this all in one episode. You'll get some good old-fashioned information on being financially awesome. And as a side note, this podcast does not provide any investment advice, and nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued to be investment advice. If you'd like more information on money owners and everything I have to offer, please visit www.moneyowners.com. So welcome back. I hope you all had a great couple of weeks. I'm excited to build on the last episode's concepts of beliefs in this podcast on your financial future. Spoiler alert, your financial future will look a lot like your present if you don't start making some changes. And that's cool if your present is awesome, but it's probably discouraging to hear if your present isn't as great as you'd like it to be. The good news is this, your future can be whatever you want it to be, obviously within reason. So I'm not saying it's going to be raining money all day and you can flip off your boss and then spend six months in Tahiti drinking um, pina coladas, but you can make some basic changes now to ensure that your financial future looks how you want it to look. You have many levers that you can pull to get to your desired financial future. The first lever is your brain. The second lever is your income. And the third lever is your spending or your savings. Let's start with lever one, that's your brain. Your brain is a beautiful thing. It does so much for you every single day. It controls all your body's actions. It helps you to be the amazing person you are right now. And it also tells you lots of lies all the time. Lies, 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 constant lies. Lies like I'm not good enough, or I can't save any money, or I'm a failure, or I don't make enough money. I expected to make more money. Or things like all of my friends are more successful than me. If I only had more money, my life would be better. I've also heard things like money sucks, money is unfair, money is hard, I hate money, money is evil, money makes my life bad, money makes all of people's lives bad. I can keep going as you can tell with all of the lies that our brain tells us. We spin a web of lies in our brain and then we go about our day with our brain playing tricks on us. And our brain lets us make these decisions on faulty information from the lies that are spinning around in our head. Don't believe me? Observe your brain for a day. It doesn't even have to be financially related. I guarantee you'll hear yourself telling all sorts of crap in your head all day to yourself. Your brain is so filled with crap and you're on autopilot. You don't even know all the crap that your brain is telling you because you haven't taken the time to notice it. We talked about this quite a bit in the last episode, and hopefully you did the homework to start gaining some awareness about your thoughts. That said, you may have all these past beliefs causing your current thoughts, but simply knowing what those beliefs are doesn't really make them change. You have to catch yourself in the act. You have to be aware of what you're doing. And here's a good example of a lie that you may be telling yourself. If you only had more money, your life would be better. This is a lie, right? In and of itself. If you only had money, your life would be better. Money in and of itself doesn't make you more or less happy. The thought you have about making more money and what you're making that mean to yourself is what's making you unhappy in this example. So let's unpack this. Imagine this is my thought. So my life would be better with more money. So what I'm feeling right now is discouragement. My life obviously sucks since I don't have more money, so I feel down and really bad about myself. So what do I do when I feel down and bad about myself? 
I probably do something to either confirm how much I truly suck or something to fix this sucky feeling temporarily. So here are two examples of things I may do after I think that my life would be better with more money. One, I sit on the couch and watch TV. Woe is me, I suck, no money. Or two, I spend some of my money because it doesn't really matter anyways. I don't make that much money, so what's the point of saving? And spending money releases a small amount of dopamine in my brain, and it makes me feel a little bit better, albeit temporarily. None of the things I just listed here actually help my life to be better, which is what I ultimately want, right? I said I want my life to be better. I think that money will make my life better, right? That's my thought, is that money will make it better. That may or may not be true, depending on my income level, what I'm doing with my life, how I'm spending my money, whether or not I feel fulfilled at my work, or many other things that we can add to the list that may make my statement to be true or not true. But sitting on the couch indulging in my sadness and not experiencing my feelings doesn't really help me live a better life. And spending some money that I may or may not have just to feel better doesn't actually make me feel better. In the moment, sure, it's why we do anything for short-term gains, right? It makes us feel temporarily better. But over the long term, it does hurt me and probably confirms my thought that my life will be better with more money because I'm not able to have or spend the money that I wish I did have. So what would actually work? This goes back to our last episode. Remember when I gave you that homework assignment to write down all your money beliefs? And then you probably didn't do it because you thought work is hard and you didn't think that I would notice. Well, I noticed but I'd really like to encourage you to do the work. It, ha- it does help, and that's why I assigned it. So in case you wanted more homework, here you go. Also, if you visit moneyowners.com forward slash two, you can get a download of a worksheet that gives you all the homework to do. And if you want to do last week's homework, you can visit moneyowners.com forward slash one. All right, on to this week's homework. Pay attention to your lying, stinking brain. What are the thoughts that keep coming up? What are the feelings you feel when you think those thoughts? What actions do you find yourself repeatedly taking as a result of those feelings and thoughts? This is part one of the homework. Listen more for part two. On to the second lever, your income. Everyone loves this lever, right? It makes you feel so good inside when you get paid. You get a thrill when the money hits your account. I hear you, I feel it too. It's one of the reasons we have thoughts like, I should make more money. More money means more good feels when the funds hit. It's also the reason why you stay when the job you hate is totally killing you, but you love getting the money in your account and you don't want to feel the bad feels when no money is coming in. Well, I've got some bad news, and you probably know where I'm going with this based on everything you've heard so far in this episode and the last episode. Your brain has a hold on your income level, and I wish it were just as simple as make more money and all is well, but unfortunately it just doesn't work that way. And that's because your stinking brain doesn't know when enough is enough unless you tell it so. It thinks you have to go through life making more and more money just to be happy. I have some great news. You can think happy thoughts right now. There, take a a pause right here, right now, and just think some happy thoughts. They don't even have to be financially related, but I bet you can conjure up some thoughts about happiness in your mind right now. So you don't have to wait for more income, right? In fact, if you're not happy right now, then there's no amount of income that will make you happy. You'll always be that person who needs more to feel better. There's this concept that I truly believe. Money makes you more of who you are. I'll repeat that for you. Money makes you more of who you already are. If you're happy, you'll continue to be happy. 
and you may even be more happy with more money. If you're unhappy, you'll continue going down that road regardless of your income level. If you're stressed, money will cause more stress. And if you're a slew of emotions in between, then you'll just keep being those emotions. It's because it's not your income level that's making you happy or unhappy. It's all the thoughts that you're having inside your brain. It's you that's making you happy or unhappy right now. My day job is being a financial planner, not a podcaster, and I've run my own RIA for the past four years and been in finance for over a decade now. The number one goal I hear most often from my clients is this. I want to feel less stress around my finances. I hear it over and over again. I want to feel less stress. I feel so much stress right now and I want to feel less. Now, for me as a planner, this is a really hefty goal. Of course I want all my clients to feel less stress, but it's completely unmeasurable. Sure, I can go into a meeting and I can rank stress from one to 10 and keep having my clients rank their stress throughout our work together. Every time I go to see them, I can rank, have them rank it one to 10. But it's such a subjective measure. Plus stress from all factors in their lives can cause additional financial stress. So when I go in there to measure it from one to 10, there might be a day that other stresses are causing financial stress just to be higher. And at the end of the day, it's just simply not about the stress. There's a point at which the stress level just declines. It's stress, 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 stress. And then one day they wake up without it. It's a beautiful thing, magical you may think. And it happens 100% of the time after doing at least six months of work together. Why does this seem to happen and how can you do this right now? Well, I'll tell you the secret. It's not more income that's driving down stress. I haven't done a scientific study on why my clients become less stressed after working together, but this is what I think it is. Continuous exposure to financial concepts until they become subconscious. Plus, they have a plan in place and someone holding them accountable to that plan. That really, really helps. Accountability is huge when it comes to your finances. The new concepts and the plan and the accountability replace the old lies in your brain. You become less stressed because your thoughts have changed. That's all. No magic. Just changing our thoughts. Which is obviously easier said than done. All right, on to lever three, spending and savings. So it really is just math. Make more income, spend less money, have more savings. Life is good. Except you already know what I'm going to say. Life is not good because our lying, stinking brain has to put its grubby brain folds all over everything all the time. Sure, everyone knows in concept that if they spend less, they can save more. Or if they make more income and spend the same, they can make more. Or there's the elusive make more and spend less, which I know very few people, few people who are doing this. But the concept itself is easy, right? No problem. In practice, not so much. Lever three of saving and spending has some tricks up its sleeve. And that's all thanks to our brains. See, spending money feels really, really good. And it feels even better when we spend it on others. And maybe there's some pain associated with actually paying, but we still like to spend our money. You ever wonder why you spend piles and piles of money on your kids? Spending on yourself is like having a glass of wine after work. You've had a long day and it feels good. Buying something for your kids or your spouse is like taking some Vicodin. It feels pretty good and it definitely feels better than spending on yourself. Buying your kids the experience of college is like freebasing heroin. We get serious good vibes from spending on others, especially when experiences are involved. There are a number of reasons why our brain loves this. Without going into too much detail, we love a good story. We love things to be memorable, unique, and social. We feel happier when we feel a connection or we make an impact on others. 
or we feel like we have a choice in our spending. These are all good things to remember when you think about your spending. Connection, impact, and choice. These things will lead you to feel happiness when it comes to your spending. So this leads me to the second part of your homework. What are you spending money on that you currently enjoy? What are you spending money on that you do not enjoy? What are you spending money on that you absolutely detest? What are you spending money on that you don't even realize you're spending money on? Check your credit card statements. You'd be amazed what's in there. Are there some things that you used to purchase because they once brought you joy, but now you no longer even notice them? I have a good example of this in my own life. Kombucha. I used to buy and drink a kombucha every single day. I loved every minute of that drink, and I paid $4 a pop daily. Now, that works out to quite a bit of kombucha. In fact, it's $1,460 per year in kombucha. A lot of freaking kombucha. And then I noticed myself sucking them down and not even enjoying them. After a few weeks, I know I'm not perfect, I cut them out. But I don't miss it, and when I occasionally have one now, it feels really, really good. So think of these things in your own life. What can you cut out of your own life and not miss? That's the easiest thing to cut out of your spending without even noticing. I know you must be thinking, hey, you didn't give us homework on the income lever. Yes, that is true. I did not give you homework on lever two. Know that there will be a long episode on income in the future, just not next time, and what to do about it. This episode was really just to further introduce you to the idea that your brain rules house when it comes to your money and pretty much everything else in your life. So pay attention to your stinking, lying brain. That's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Money Owners. The transcript and homework for the show can be found at www.moneyowners.com forward slash two. If you want to get more information and updates from Money Owners, visit our website, moneyowners.com forward slash subscribe. And if you like the show, please give it a good review on iTunes. It really helps. And I hope you'll tune in again next time. Thanks so much.